Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UY is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. Jen Haddix and I collaborated. I went on her show, Self Love Yogi, and she came on Unabashed You. You heard her in episode 84, Start by Healing Yourself. After listening to the episode on her show, I thought UI listeners would benefit from our conversation. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Self Love Yogi podcast. Today's episode is another interview episode, and I had Rochelle Renee from Unabashed You podcast on my podcast. We did a little collaboration, and in our conversation, we talked a lot about the dreaded word sorry and how women especially tend to be really over-apologetic and use justifying language. And we talked a lot about why that happens, how to curb it, how to start to bring awareness into it. It is admittedly one of my biggest quote-unquote bad habits is apologizing for everything. I still do it. I still work on this to this day. And so I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you like it as much as I did. I put everything in the show notes about how you can contact her if you're interested. And here we go. Okay, welcome Rochelle to the Self Love Yogi podcast. This is Rochelle from Unabashed You podcast, and I've invited her to be on mine. And I just think she's got some wonderful nuggets to share with us that go along the same line of self love that I like to share. We're very aligned mentally and spiritually, I think. And so I think it's going to be a really good conversation. How are you today? I am doing really well. It's an honor to be here. I'm excited about our collaboration. You came on my podcast, and now I'm coming on yours. Why not? I know. I love it so much. I love, and I love collaborating and sharing. And I was just talking to her on her podcast about there's no need to have that lack mindset. We're all in this together, sharing our beautiful gifts. And so it's really cool to have you here. Absolutely. My pleasure. So we're just going to start off. I just want you to tell me about you, uh, your podcast, what it is that you're doing and how you got here. Okay. This that is okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's wonderful. Okay. So let me kind of, um, um, I am a native San Diegan. So I live in San Diego, California. That's kind of a fun fact. And I'm part of a blended family of kids that are his, mine, ours, and theirs. Oh, so wow. that's, that's kind of a fun fact, factoid there. And through my quote unquote, unquote career, I was a classroom teacher. I worked in children's theater for another huge chunk of my career, bringing performing arts programs to students all over our county, hiring teaching artists, mentoring them, um, writing scripts, uh, being the face of that part of, of the company. Wonderful time. Had a great time. I kind of got this, like, this slow burning kind of nudge and yearning about 12 years ago or so when the podcast thing kind of, I'm sure it started a little bit before that, but around that time I started listening to like a podcast and I was like, this is really a new, weird, different thing. Right. And I kind of had it in the back of my mind that that'd be really cool to do sometime. And and then you just sort of dismiss the little nudge, right? Mm -hmm. Time goes on, time goes on. I'm loving what I'm doing. 
I realize I'm I'm heading into act three here of my life. And I, what do I want to do with my act three? And I realize I've spent a lot of years with kids, which has been wonderful. I've spent a lot of years nurturing, teaching artists of, of varying ages. I've loved that. And now what, what's sort of left that I want to play with? And that podcast notion came back to the forefront in a huge way. And it became just a burning desire. Like, oh my gosh, well, what would I call it? What would it be about? I mean, those creative things. And I then right before, gosh, right before COVID hit, mm-hmm. I was had my exit strategy for the job I was at. And I ended up moving that up because of COVID. Now, when you have COVID and schools are suddenly closing, you can't do performances for your parents anymore. Mm-hmm. So my job um, ended, you know, in that way. I was just three months more going to leave anyway. And they knew that it was all very, you know, wonderful. And they knew I had more that I wanted to try. So it just sped up my timeline. That and of course the the awfulness of COVID for sure, where I don't want to discount the devastation, the deaths, the all of that and the lingering effects of it still a horrible time of world history. I mean, we all went through this together, really. In that time, so many people, I think, rediscovered, discovered themselves. You know, I think in hopefully a good and healthy way, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't live in a state of fear. I, I just chose like, okay, I'm going to do the smart things, but then that's all I can do. I'm not going to wallow in a place of worry and hand wringing and being on the news 24-7. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do the smart things and I'm going to move forward. And that's how Unabashed You got started. That's the super long-winded answer. Now, the the thing I really wanted to speak into was uh, a very paralleling your arena of Mm self-love, which is this idea that actually originally the show was designed to be for women. Okay. And it was unabashed you women talking about stuff. That was the tagline, right? As time went on, I realized that men were listening and they were like, whoa, wait a minute. What you're saying is not just specific to women. It also applies to us. And I went, oh, okay. And then we ended up the tagline now being um, conversations to become who you already are. I love that. Isn't that great? So good. And I love my platform knows how I feel about men and women. There's a lot of coaches on the online space that only coach women. I personally think that men need healing too. And I like inviting them into any space that I can. I do have primarily female listeners, but there are men there and I want to be. Able yes. To. So I yes. love that you've got a space as well where they can listen and go, Oh, okay. That applies to me as well. And I can apply that to my own life. Right. So the whole idea behind it was to have almost a movement of please be who you are fully and don't apologize for that. I noticed amongst my friend groups and just culturally, 
particularly as women, we apologize for so many things. I do it all the time. Yep. Yes. And so that was part of the realization I had was we've got to stop apologizing for all these things. And one of the funniest illustrations of this for me, and you are way too young for this reference, but Mary Tyler Moore show. I remember her. Okay. (laughs) I didn't really watch, but I remember her. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's a classic show. It's on one of the streaming platforms. Uh, I highly recommend it. Jerry Seinfeld has called it one of his, his favorite show of all time. High praise. Mary is being interviewed by the rough and tumble Lou Grant, played by Ed Asner, for those of us who might know who that is. She bumps into a desk and she looks through the desk and says, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She apologizes to the desk. And he's like, what just happened? You apologize to a desk. Who is this? So, I mean, that's kind of a funny illustration of a point and taking it to its extreme that we as particularly as women, men have their own set of stuff, but I can't speak fully into that. We are too apologetic. Now, am I saying that you should never apologize? No, I'm not saying that. I'm Sometimes when we, we choose a behavior or have a, a pattern of poor behavior, there's, that's a place to apologize. Yeah. I'm so sorry that I was short with you just at then blah, 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 blah. That, okay. that's, that's, that's the time to apologize for behavior that wasn't um, the best it could have been. Yeah. But to be who you are, no, that's not, no, we're not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to apologize for being, um, you know, animated or you know, all that sometimes. And I'm not going to apologize when I need to recharge and I'm saying to my husband, okay, got to have quiet time. Just, I need my quiet time. And then he, you know, he better understands, like I am an introvert. Now, would you know that right now? No, you would not know that. You recharge by yourself. I I need like chunks of quiet Mm -hmm. and alone and all of that. That I mean, I know that better about myself now. I don't need to apologize for that. I'm not an extrovert. I have moments of animation and, you know, fun and all of that. But that's not, that doesn't energize me. Anyway, that's... You were speaking to something that I think we might have found our topic that we really want to lean into today. Because just as a side note, because I I am younger than you, right? And I'm finding that as I get older the less I want to apologize for myself. And so I'm 36. One of my best friends is 38. We talk about how the closer we get to 40, we're getting closer to having the fuckets where we're just not as invested in what other people think of us. And so do you feel like that is something that has gotten better for you with age? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it just goes back to that, that, that the big uh, theme or notion, or I, I want it to be a reality, not just an idea, but that you get to be you. You are one of a kind. You are without equal. So why should you apologize for that? And if someone doesn't, is not into that, well, that's, 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 that, that's, they're not your, yeah, they're not your people. They're, they're them. Mm-hmm. And not everybody meshes with everybody and that's okay. I think if you are respectful and kind, it's all good. Mm-hmm. It's all good. 
So where do you think that that compulsive need, especially for women, but I know men probably do it too, but I have found that men don't apologize nearly as much as we do in my experience. My boyfriend is like very much unapologetic, like he's very sweet and kind, and but he's very masculine and he doesn't really apologize for anything. And it's awesome. (laughs) I I learned from him. But where do you think our uh, compulsive need to say sorry comes from? I think if I really stop and think about it, it's probably originated in a people pleasing place. And when we look at studies, and I wish I could cite them, and I won't be able to, and that's okay. But, you know, they talk about in like the classroom, how at first, girls and boys are fully themselves, and they raise their hand in equal numbers. And then as years go on, the girls don't raise their hands as much as Mm. the boys. And there's so something kind of shifts. And starts happening. I I don't exactly know what the message that we receive as girls, but we, mm, I don't know. I think part of it's people pleasing, part of it's fully gender related. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why, and studies also show other studies that if girls go to an all girls high school, that, that, that kind of goes away. That effect. There could be like a primal thing going on there too, because there is sort of that like masculine, feminine, and just from like a, I I can't cite anything very well either. So I don't have any studies to cite or any like legitimate scientific, but just like looking back on just sort of the the roles of men and the roles of women over history. I wonder if it's sort of like a nurture versus nature type thing where there's a little bit of it nurtured and a little bit of it is just nature. And then we just kind of fall into that which is like, I'm sure it's fine for some things, but clearly in the world we live in now, it's not necessary to behave that way anymore. Right, right. So it's an interesting thing. Well, and another point that kind of is another facet of this is uh, qualifying language. This is something else that women do. And this is something that a guest who's a young woman who was one of the teaching artists I hired and worked with back in that career I had on the show. And she talked about somebody that she knew that was teaching her to stop with the qualifying language. Notice how many, in addition to saying you're sorry for things, and I'm not talking about behavior, notice how often we say just. I was just doing this. Or if you're late for something, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I just had to. And she says, now she intentionally will say, thank you for being so patient while I ran late. Ooh. And it just, it just shifts, uh-huh. shifts the whole thing. So she's, every time she has to type something out, she goes back and she says, if I put in the word just, and it really doesn't belong, I take it out. Mm-hmm. And same with speaking. And this whole notion of qualifying language, I thought, oh my God, that is so What does good. that mean exactly, qualifying language? Because like, you're, is- you're qualifying it. You're saying, oh, I just, I just had to, 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 to do that last thing. And it, it puts you in this position of, of almost coming across as less than mm-hmm. in, instead of... Um, I appreciate you being so patient and waiting for me. That's more of like an equal stance and you're kind of. Yeah, that feels, that feels um, 
it feels full and it feels good as opposed to coming, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, they just had an X on the previous time. I don't know. It just, it, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I can't even fully articulate it. I just know since I talked to her, I paid great attention to that kind of language that I use mm-hmm. and really trying to take it out as and again, ING, we, we talked about this on, on, on a Badge and You podcast, how ING, we're always ing because we're in the process. We're not done. Very hard to get to the ED. We just, yeah. just yeah, no. Just be comfortable with the fact that the ED is not exactly. Right. And, and it, it's fluid. It's not no. static. No. Not at all. So I, I, you know, we should probably like Google qualifying language and get back to each other with what we found, because I. I don't know enough about it to articulate it much more than I have or much more than the kind of the the quick glance she gave to me and shared with the listeners. I just know that it it caused a shift in me. And that's one of the reasons I am very fulfilled by doing what I'm doing in the same way you are being fulfilled by what you're doing, because I am getting all these wisdom nuggets along with everybody else. And I if I don't already know it, I want to impart it and have it become part of who I am and what I do. And yeah. if I do know it, I need a reminder on it. Always. Because we we need to hear things over and over and over again. So if that is true for me, I think that's true for everybody. And sometimes it's like in the parental role, or maybe if you're a pet owner, like you're like, how many times do I have to say this? (laughs) Yeah, you have to say it a lot because kids, adults, people need reminders. And and sometimes it comes differently from different people, right? So you'll hear something a million times and then somebody else will say the same thing. I'm sure as a parent, you probably are like, why did that work on you when I've said it to you? Yes. Yes. But I think that's true, right? Yes. You're like, oh, they said that? Okay. Good to know. In inward bubble. Oh my gosh. I've said that to you so many times. times. And so I'll hear something in a book and I've like the book I'm reading now, I read five years ago. I'm getting a much different. I'm in a different place. I'm hearing it differently. And I think that after this conversation, I've never paid attention to my just, and I've always known that sorry was an issue. And so I will be more mindful after hearing this. And so I learned from all my guests and everything too. So it's absolutely really cool that this is just a consistent give and take of healing and love and information. And so it's really cool. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. I, I, um, when you and I spoke, on Unabashed You, the episode that'll be coming out soon. I, I got just that concept of ING is now just so at my forefront. Uh-huh. And I really appreciate that. Isn't that cool? I love it. So cool. And I love it too. So that's one tool that I guess we could share with people as far as how to maybe soften on the saris and the, the qualifying language. And um, I don't know, do you have anything else, any other nuggets of wisdom or wisdom around that topic that could maybe help people? I like to try to give people things they can take away from this. Where Absolutely. hundred percent. hundred percent. And now they know I'm going to pay attention if I say just, and what else can they do? Well, the sorry, the sorry and the just, those, those are really two good things to pay attention to. I, 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 it's a good place to start. Or, you know, if you're, well, we're all in process. What am I talking about? Yes. So so being unapologetic, being fully yourself. Another one I would think, and um, 
I feel is really important. And this is not around qualifying language. We're shifting sort of uh, topics, but it's still under that self-love, self-fulfillment sort of journey. And that is the realization that people do the best they can. And if it wasn't enough for what you wanted or needed, you now need to take that ball and run with it and get what you want or you needed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I can just apply that directly to being a parent. If I were parenting now, I would do things pretty differently than I did them then. But that's what I knew to do at that time. The same thing is true of since we're all here, we all have parents. We may not end up having kids, but we all had parents. Yes. I can remember reaching this point in my own sort of self journey of realizing the limitations of both my mother and my father in realizing, oh, okay, they did the best they could do at the time. If I have, you know, areas of need or want or holes or heartbreak or whatever, it's now my job to finish giving me and speaking into and and learning and get therapy or books or journaling or whatever it is for you or all of the above. I'm now responsible for the rest. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't their job. They Their job's done. They did what they could do. They did what they knew to do. They did their best. And really, I should honor that by finishing it out myself, not by, I've, I've just, so many people are stuck in the past, mm-hmm. stuck. They just, like the groove in the record, they just, oh gosh, do you even know what it, I hope you know what I a vinyl do. is. Okay. I'm a born in 85. I'm not that young. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know, just a stuck in a groove, just stuck, stuck. Yep. And when you, you listen to them, they, they can't get out of there's, there's payoff in the pain for whatever reason there's yep. payoff for them in staying in that place. Yes, there is. And I'm, I'm sad. And that almost makes me teary to think that people stay stuck. It's you don't need to stay stuck. You, 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 I, I, I wouldn't even begin to have the audacity to, to be able to tell them how to fully get unstuck. I know there are lots of tools and lots of ways to get help. I don't know how you help create a fire under someone like that to want to get unstuck. See, it's like the horse, the old, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Okay. It's that whole thing. Somebody has to want to get unstuck. As soon as they want to get unstuck, there's so much that they can do. Yeah. But there can't be any more payoff in the pain or that has to not be working anymore for them to like, you know what? I, I'm I'm it's time. That person died 20 years ago. 20 years of my life have gone by. I'm still there. There's and I don't want to dismiss anybody's grief because I've I like everyone else, I've got my own. You don't get out of here without experiencing heartbreak, heartache. Kind of part of the experience, I think. I grief. Mean, I all of, yes, yes, yes. But I would all it, see, but sometimes my butts should be ands. Uh-huh. Yeah. And see, now that's one another one I've been really working on is the yeah. but. There's it's this is not a but, it's an and. And I would invite your listeners to 
when they've gone through something grievous, the death of a loved one, or fill in the blank, whatever that grief is, that trauma is, when they're far enough removed in the process and the work that they do mm-hmm. in their healing journey to turn around and look behind them and see what good came from that. Mm-hmm. Is there any good that came from that? And if there is good that came from that, can I name it? Can I claim it? That is huge, mm-hmm. huge. I have done that kind of work myself and it is liberating. Absolutely. It is absolutely freeing. It it takes your grief and turns it into the ultimate gift because that person that passed, they're not coming back. No. So you why not? That for, for why you torture yourself for years and years. Yes. And honestly, would they want that for you? Come on. But you're, you're touching on something really important that I kind of want to circle back to sort of like you you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And the girl that I had on my podcast last week, we were talking about psychedelics for healing. And we were just talking about how, as somebody who is healing, like you and I are, and we've got all these tools and we're watching people suffer and we just want so badly to help them. We want to be like, if we could just get you to see these amazing tools, you wouldn't have to suffer, but it's not really up to us. Right. And that's something that I think is really hard for all of us with the people that we love and a quote that she quoted Ram Dass, and I'm going to butcher it. And, um, it was beautiful just about the best thing that you can do for me is heal yourself. And the best thing I can do for you is heal myself. And through that mutual healing, like through, so people will heal just by watching you. And even if they're not ready to meet you at your level, you're probably not ready to meet somebody else at their own level. We can heal each other by just being examples and doing our best because that's all we have control over. Yes. Snap, 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 (laughs) snaps. Love it. But I think it's a really cool thing that you've brought that up because it is hard because I know a lot of people are hurting because they are feeling victimized by their past and it's hard for them to let it go. And it's hard for them to look at their parents as unhealed people who did their best, but that is the work. That is the work. That's the work. That is the work. And honestly, we both know if you don't do the work, you, you stay stuck and you don't get the most out of this experience of this thing we call life. Exactly. So that's, I think that's a really powerful nugget of wisdom that I really hope can resonate with anybody. Like, and it's hard too, because I know when you're in it, I know I'm oh. sure you, years ago, you've been in it before where you're just in your shit. Yeah. And it doesn't look like there's a way out. If you just take little tiny baby steps of some kind every day, you will eventually get yourself out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with you all the way. And yeah, you have to have that desire to want to get out. You do. Nobody can give that to you. No. And, and I, and so my, my whole audience knows my story about my mom, but that was one of the things is that my mom was a drug addict. We put her in rehab. We tried so hard to help her. She did not want to be helped. Right. There you go. And that's, and that was one of the biggest lessons. And I was like, oh, okay. So you cannot force people to, and she was there for a reason. She, she died early for a reason. She came on earth and I don't regret it at all. And so if you can look at the people in your life and just go, okay, they are, like you said, like, the parents are doing the best they can with what they have. And when you're a kid, you don't have those tools, but when you're an adult, you do. So you can take the ball and you can run it to that yard line, whatever that looks like for you. And you can give yourself. Uh So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that a lot of that's awareness and, and hopefully through conversations like this, that will help share and shed some light on that awareness so that people might be like, Oh, well, wait a minute, that might apply to me and start kind of that that sense of thinking and 
you know, I love the word pondering and they can kind of ponder it and, and then maybe do something with it. Yeah. Exactly. And you're, and you're just planting little seeds. So yes. my podcast, these conversations, yes. anything you do, it's just a little seed. Yes. Amen. Love that. Consciousness, right? So I have loved this so much and I want you to just do a little bit of shameless self-promotion. You can tell us <laughs> where to find you and how to listen to your stuff. If you've got a website, any of that, just tell us all about it. All right. If any of this spoke to you and you would like to uh, hop on over to Unabashed You. That's the name of the show. It's on most every podcast platform there is. There are so many. It's hard to keep up. I understand that. Same place for uh, Facebook and Instagram. Same name. And uh, for some reason, you'd like to email me unabashedyou at gmail.com. So it's all pretty, you know, self-explanatory. We, you know, we welcome new listeners and want everybody to be who they are without apology. Yes. And I will put all of that in the show notes in case you, Thank you. can't spell unabashed you or you don't remember and you want to look at it later. It will all be there for you. <laughs> so anyway, it's been thank so you, wonderful. Thank you for being here. And oh, thank you. Honestly, truly. Thank you for this collaboration, for coming up with this idea, because um, I think we were both very blessed by the, the, the collaboration, the experience. Thank you. Thank, thank you very you. much. All right. Take care. Talk soon. This time with Jen reminds me to do the work of healing, to offer grace to those who are doing their best, which is hopefully everyone in your life, and to be confident in who you are. Apologies are for behavior, not for being you. The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest, filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now for our blessing. We ask for healing. We ask to be whole. We ask to be fully who we are and to share what we have with others. If we do, then we are all woven together beautifully and can do all kinds of things. So go forward and be that. Do that. Be unabashed. Be you. Amen.